Yes, we're back. We are. It seems like it's been a while since we recorded. I know. I know we said have a happy Halloween. That's right. The, oh, no wonder you look fuzzy. Okay. Yeah. I had remember? to take my readers off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So it's been a while. Yeah. Yep. We, we had very few trick-or-treaters. It just was a few, huh? That's yeah. what I think that's what happens when it's on a weekday. Me too. I wonder if everyone didn't have very many. I don't know. I don't know, friend. All yeah. I know is it's beautiful. Yes. It's finally cold out. Well, California cold, but it's cold. Yeah. For us. And it's a little sun. Yeah. It's just lovely. There's still flowers. Yeah. I know. How have you been? Fine. How about you? Good. Good. Everybody's hanging in there. Yes. Get, now we're going to gear up for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I love it. Can you believe it? No. Where does it come from? I don't know. It just shows up on us. I know. Yeah. And then I start looking, you know, that you start looking at your kids and it's like, okay, I'm just going to go cry. Yeah. Like, I'm going to sit in the closet and cry and just yeah. throw a blanket over me. Yeah. Because they grow up. Yeah. And leave. But that's what they're meant to do. <sighs> See, yeah, you've dealt with that. Yeah. Three times. Oh. It's fine. Is it a combination of heartbreaking and, and happiness because, like, they're on their journey? Yes. Yes. At first, you're just sad, but then you think, this is, my husband said, Amy, that's what we raised them to do. Yeah. Sassy, he said it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's true. I didn't have them to just sit here, or I'd be so grouchy if they didn't. But, yeah, so I, I looked at it that way then. Yeah. And, yeah, it is. The oldest is the hardest because that's your baby. Yeah. So when he went away, it was very hard. Mm. But we talk every day, so that's okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So God bless. Good, good. Yes. You'll get there, little dad. Oh, I know. Yeah. You have some time yet. All right. All right. Is there anything is there anything you want to talk about before we get started? How about you? I can't think of anything. Me either. No. Nothing sassy. Oh. Oh. Okay. That was just my phone. My apologies. All right. Okay. Do you want to start us in prayer? Yes. Okay. Lord, I know you are with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me focus on my books and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I am studying and help me to remember it when the time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study your word and for the many gifts and talents that you have given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so before we get started, I accidentally left out. So we're going to be going over Proverbs chapters 1 through 9. I forgot to mention we're also going to be going over Psalms 72 and 127. That's my bad. Uh, but those were par- those were uh, Solomon's Psalms. Okay. But let's recap 1 Kings chapters 8 through 10. The Ark of the Covenant was moved by the priests from the tabernacle to the temple, now yeah. that that was complete. 
King Hiram of Tyre, who sent over men and supplies to help build the temple, was not pleased with the towns Mm -mm. given by Solomon. And the Queen of Sheba was curious about Solomon, so she traveled to Jerusalem and questioned him with riddles. She sure did. Him and the riddles. Him and the riddles. Was there anything else you wanted to add to that? No. That's it. So let's go over the two Psalms from Solomon before we jump into Proverbs. Sure. Now, um, starting with 72, the theme is the perfect king. And in this psalm, a king asks God to help his son rule the nation justly and wisely. It looks forward to the endless reign of the Messiah, who alone can rule with perfect justice, and whose citizens will enjoy perfect peace. Now, Amy, was there anything in Psalm 72 that stood out to you? Um, just verse 1, give your love of justice to the king, O God, and righteousness to the king's son. Help him judge your people in the right way. Let the poor always be treated fairly. I liked that. And it said, think how the world would change if world leaders would commit themselves to these two qualities. Pray for leaders as you hear about them in the news. I just thought that was good. And you know what? That's what we need to do. Whether, wherever you are, you know, politically, it. We just need to pray. Yes, 100%. We sure do. Um, I had highlighted 17 through 19. Mm-hmm. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Praise the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does such wonderful things. Praise his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Hmm. Very beautiful. The note for 17, it said, Solomon, David's son, reigned in Israel's golden age. He built the magnificent temple, and the land rested in peace. This psalm, though written by Solomon, looks beyond Solomon's reign to that of Jesus the Messiah, whose kingdom extends to the ends of the earth and is greater than any human empire. This will be fulfilled when Christ returns to reign forever. And they cite Revelation eleven fifteen. Mm. When we anticipate his worldwide rule, our, it fills our hearts with hope. Yes. Anything else for Psalm 72? No, I don't have anything. Okay, and then moving to Psalm 127. Uh, the theme is life without God is senseless. All of life's work, building a home, establishing a career, and raising a family must have God as the foundation. And I thought we could just read that song. Sure. It's fairly short. Do you yeah. want to read it? or Sure. Okay. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. 
And then did you have any notes for that section you wanted to go over? I do. Oh. Um, I have, God is not against human effort. Hard work honors God, but working to the exclusion of rest or to the neglect of family may be a cover-up for an inability to trust God to provide for our needs. We all need adequate rest and times of spiritual refreshment. On the other hand, this verse is not an excuse to be lazy. Be careful to maintain a balance. Work while trusting God and also rest while trusting Him. All right, friend, anything else for Psalm 127? No, I don't have anything. Okay, so now you said you wanted to go over uh, something about, was it Proverbs? Proverbs, oh, yes. awesome. I just, since we're going to read it, I thought I would read this little bit. Um, a proverb is a short, concise sentence that conveys moral truth. Woven into human fabric is the desire to learn and understand. Our mind sets us apart from animals, and we analyze, conceptualize, theorize, discuss, and debate everything from science to the supernatural. We build schools, institutes, and universities where, where, we learn, where learned professors can teach us about the world and about life. Knowledge is good, but a vast difference stands between knowledge, which is having the facts, and wisdom, applying those facts to life. We may amass knowledge, but without wisdom, our knowledge is useless. We must learn how to live out what we know. The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, left us a legacy of written wisdom in three volumes, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. In these books, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he gives practical insights and guidance for life. In the first of these three volumes, Solomon passes on his practical advice in the form of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a collection of wise statements. The main theme of Proverbs, as we might expect, is the nature of true wisdom. Solomon writes, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. He then proceeds to give hundreds of practical examples of how to live accordingly to godly wisdom. Proverbs covers a wide range of topics, including youth and discipline, family life, self-control, resisting temptation, business matters, words and the tongue, knowing God, marriage, seeking the truth, wealth, and poverty, immorality, and of course wisdom. These proverbs are short poems containing a holy mixture of common sense and timely warnings. Although they are not meant to, meant to teach doctrine, a person who follows their advice will walk closely with God. The word proverb comes from a Hebrew word that means to rule or to govern. And these sayings, reminders, and adam admonitions provide profound advice for governing our lives. As you read Proverbs, understand that knowing God is the key to wisdom. Listen to the thoughts and lessons from the words of the world's wisest man and apply these truths to your life. Don't just read them, act on them. Thank you. Yes. Yes. 
and it is broken down verse verse um chapter one through nine eighteen is wisdom for young people okay and then chapters 10 through 24 verse 34 are wisdom for all people and then 25 to 31 is for leaders okay who knew no, that is so helpful. Yes. Pro- Psalms and Proverbs are s- so great. I mean, it's all great, but there's so much to get out of those. Yes, 100%. Yes. Thank you very uh-huh. much for, for doing that. Yes. Uh, was there anything in Proverbs 1, chapters 1 through 7, which is the purpose of Proverbs, uh, did anything stand out in there for you? Um, on one six, because of last week, when it said, by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the rise and wise and their riddles, and it said riddles were thought-provoking questions. So it probably wasn't a riddle like we think, you know. They had a different meaning. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, I had just, I had, um... Verse 2, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Yes. And I had a note regarding verses 7 through 9. Okay. In this age of information, knowledge is plentiful, but wisdom is scarce. Wisdom means far more than simply knowing a lot. It is a basic attitude that affects every aspect of life. The foundation of knowledge is to fear the Lord, to honor and respect God, to live in awe of his power, and to obey his word. Faith in God should be the controlling principle for your understanding of the world, your attitudes, and your actions. Trust in God. He will make you truly wise. Very good. Yeah, I love that. Me too. Okay, anything else for there? That's all I have for the one. We'll move on to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 through 19. And this section was titled, A Father's Exhortation, Acquire Wisdom. Anything there that uh, that you Yes, like? it says, Our actions speak louder than our words. This is especially true in the home. Children learn values, morals, and priorities by observing how their parents act and react every day. If parents exhibit exhibit a deep reverence for and dependence on God, the children will catch these attitudes. Let them see your reverence for God. Teach them right living by giving worship an important place in your family, in your family life, and by reading the Bible together. For that section, I had highlighted verse 10. My child, if sinners entice you, Turn your back on them. Oh, yeah. Get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for that section? No, that's all I had. So moving on to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 33. Wisdom shouts in the streets. Anything highlighted for there? Um, I have um, for 122, in the book of Proverbs, a simpleton or a fool is not someone with a mental deficiency but someone with a character deficiency, such as rebellion, laziness, or anger. The fool is not stupid, but rather unable to tell right from wrong or good from bad. Okay. Hmm. You know, I had highlighted verses 
32 and 33, and it has to do with the simpletons again. For, simple, oh, okay. for simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear or harm. Mm. So I had a note um, for this section. God is more than willing to pour his pour out his heart and make his thoughts known to us. To receive his advice, we must be willing to listen, refusing to let pride stand in our way. Pride is thinking more highly of our own wisdom and desires than of God's. Mm -hmm. If we think we know better than God or feel we have no need of God's direction, we have fallen into foolish and disastrous pride. And that's something that gets all of us. Amen. Anything else? No, that's all I had. Okay, so... Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 22, the benefits of wisdom. Mm. Uh, any verses there that, that you liked? I liked 3 through 6, and my note says wisdom comes in two ways. It is a God-given gift and also the result of an energetic search. Wisdom's starting point is God, and it's his revealed word, the source of knowledge and understanding. In that sense, wisdom is God's gift to us, but he gives it only to those who earnestly seek it. Be, but because God's wisdom is hidden from the rebellious and foolish, it takes effort to find it and use it. The pathway to wisdom is strenuous. When we are on the path, we discover what true wisdom, that true wisdom is God's and that he will guide us and reward us and our sincere and persistent search. Mm. I highlighted uh, verses 7 and 8. Okay. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Mm. Oh, I love that. Lovely. Yeah. I had a note for verses 9 and 10. Now, 9 and 10 say, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise, and then going on to 11, wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. And the note for there says, we gain wisdom through a constant process of growing. First, we must trust and honor God. Second, we must realize that the Bible reveals God's wisdom to us. Third, we must make a lifelong series of right choices and avoid moral pitfalls. Fourth, when we make sinful choices or mistakes, we must learn from our errors and recover. People don't develop all aspects of wisdom at once. For example, some people have more insight than discretion. Others have more knowledge than common sense. But we can pray for all aspects of wisdom and take the steps to develop them. That's for sure. Yeah. You can feel him working in you. Yes. Yep. We're, are we all good with that? Yes. Did, okay. So moving on to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 35, and trusting in the Lord. Were there verses there that you, that you liked? The first thing I liked was this little uh, little. Uh, chart mm -hmm. and it says in proverbs 3 and 4 it references a father's instructions and it says the person who has wisdom is kind loyal 
trusts in the Lord, puts God first, turns away from evil, knows right from wrong, listens and learns, does what is right. And the benefits of that wisdom are long, satisfying life, favor with God and people, reputation for good judgment, success, health, vitality, honor, pleasure, peace, protection. I liked that. I had verses 5 and 6. Yes, yes. And it said, the note says, We should not omit careful thinking or belittle our God-given ability to reason, but we should not trust our own ideas to the exclusion of all others. We must not be wise in our own eyes, but be willing to listen to and be corrected by God's word and wise counselors. Bring your decisions to God in prayer. Use the Bible as your guide, and then follow God's leading. He will direct your paths by God, by both guiding and protecting you. And 5 and 6 are, it, it's one of the more popular Proverbs. Like, um, okay. trust 5 and 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show, <coughs> show you which path to take. We've heard that so much. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so lovely. I think even if you if you weren't super familiar with the Bible, yeah, just in the in the atmosphere, you've heard that mm-hmm. verse for sure. I had another note regarding eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve say, "My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when He corrects you." For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Yeah. And the note says, discipline means to teach and to train. Discipline sounds negative to many people because some disciplinarians are not loving. But God is the source of all love. He doesn't punish us because he enjoys inflicting pain, but because he is deeply concerned about our development. He knows that in order to become morally strong and good, We must learn the difference between right and wrong. His loving discipline enables us to do that. And I, when you start looking at it through that lens, because you know we've talked about changing the focus on the lens. Yeah. When you start looking at it in that lens, I think your mindset really changes. Yeah. It's not like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? Da da da. Like you know, it's more of like, okay, God. I hear you. Yeah. Let's. What am I going to learn from this? Something. Something's yes. not lining up. You can keep it in perspective through the Word of Christ. You know. Well, that was really the most elegant way no. to say it. <laughs> I could have just summed it up like no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but that's what you know. I, I got out of what you're saying. That is so the truth. And same with. Um, you know, you thank God for the good times and the bad times. Right. You and sure do. Boy, I tell you, that has made a difference. Hasn't it? Yes, it has. I agree with you. And it is a little weird, you know, praying and, and you know, I'll start off. I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you for the good times and the bad times. Yeah. Because no. they help us. Yeah. They help us. Okay, friend, anything else for uh, chapter three? Three verses one through thirty-five. No. Moving to Proverbs chapter four verses one through twenty-seven. A father's wise advice. Any verses there? Four. Yes. Okay. I had the 
27. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Mm. It says our hearts, our feelings of love and desire dictate to a great extent how we live because we always find time to do what we enjoy. Solomon tells us to guard our hearts above all else, making sure we concentrate on those desires that will keep us on the right path. Make sure your affections lead you to lead you in the right direction. Put boundaries on your desires. Don't go after everything you see. Look straight ahead. Keep your eyes fixed on your goal. And don't get sidetracked on detours that lead to sin. Hmm. I had highlighted um, verses 11 through 13. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Yeah, they sure are. Anything else for there? I don't have anything for there. Okay. No. Um, and I see we both kind of highlighted that chart. Yes. It's so good. It is. It is. Did you want to go over Sure. It? Okay. Okay, so it says strategy for effective living. And then what? how that begins with God's wisdom, respecting and appreciating who God is, reverence and awe toward God. Then it requires moral application, trusting in God and his word, allowing his word to speak to us personally, being willing to obey. And it requires also practical application, which is acting on God's direction daily, which results in effective living, experiencing what God does with our obedience. That's such a great chart. It really is. I just love their little charts in here. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. So it begins with God's wisdom, requires moral and practical application, and then it results in effective living. Yeah. Okay, so let's move to Proverbs chapter 5, verses 1 through 23. And here, got to avoid the immoral women. Yeah, you've got me by now. Mm. Any verses there? Well, I said, I liked 15 where it said, Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. That's what I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, so I have the note. Okay. It says, drink water from your own well is a picture of faithfulness in marriage. It means to enjoy the spouse God has given you. In desert lands, water is precious, and a well is a family's most important possession. In Old Testament times, it was considered a crime to steal water from someone else's well, just as it was a crime to have intercourse with another person's spouse. In both cases, the offender endangers the health and security of the whole family. Mm. Not just him. No. All of them. No. And that kind of falls in line with what had been going on previously. Because remember, it wasn't just the head of the household that, you know, if the head of the household did wrong, it was it was the whole... Everybody. It was yeah. everybody. It was the whole family or the whole tribe that was held responsible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's what I had on that little doobie. How about you? Same? <laughs> That's, yeah. It, that was the one verse uh. I had highlighted. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Mm. 
Proverbs 6, chapters 1 through 35. How about there, friends? Do you have anything? Um, I have 20. Uh, I highlighted 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. Now, the haughty eyes, that's looking down on other people? I think so. Okay. Like, oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. But then my note is on 20 to 23. Okay. It is natural and good for children as they grow toward adulthood to become increasingly independent of their parents. Young adults, however, should take care not to turn a deaf ear to their parents, to reject their advice just when it is needed most. If you are struggling with a decision or looking for insight, check with your parents or your older or other older adults who know you well. Their years of experience may have given them the wisdom you seek. Proverbs 7, 1 through 27, we're going back to immoral oh, women. these women. Yeah. They, hey, there's always been sassy women. There really has. Mm. And the Lord's saying, watch out. Yeah. Okay. Amen. <laughs> I didn't have any verses highlight. No, that's not true. I did have some verses highlighted. Oh. I had a verse 22. Uh, he followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. Oh. Because the, the man was following the immoral woman. So essentially he was going to his own slaughter. Yeah, he was going to his own death. And then in verse 27, her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. Oh my gosh. So they're just laying it out. Yeah, they sure are. Anything that stood out to you or any notes? Um, I have for 25, regard lust as a warning sign of danger ahead. When you notice that you are attracted to a person of the opposite sex or preoccupied with lustful thoughts, your desire may lead you to sin. Ask God to help you change your desires before you are drawn into sin. Watch out, peeps. Yeah, there, are, there have always been things... Uh, to catch people's attention. I mean, even going back. Yeah. Like, th there's always been. There always has. There always has. And now it's probably worse than ever because there's so many things that are attainable so easily to yeah. lust after. Yeah. I'm right there with you. But there's always been. There always has been. But pray about it. Yeah. Pray about it. And if you have a loved one that's involved in it, or porn or something, pray. Just pray. Yeah. Because God knows your heart. We know that. Yes. And, and that person's heart. So if I think if someone is being true to themselves and true to God, then it, it will work itself out. It's, yeah. It may take time. It's God's timing. Right. It's not going to change overnight. No. But, but I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. So we are on Proverbs chapter 8, 1 through 9, 12. Okay. Wisdom calls for a hearing. Okay. Ver any verses there? I have two. Eight thirteen. The more you fear and respect God, the more you will hate evil. 
Love for God and love for sin cannot coexist. Harboring secret sin means that you are tolerating evil within yourself. Make a clean break with sin and commit yourself completely to God. And the verse, verse 13 says, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. There you go. And then I have um, 9, 1 through 5 note. The banquet described in this chapter has some interesting parallels to the banquet Jesus described in one of his parables. Many may intend to go, but they never make it because they get sidetracked by other activities that seem more important at the time. Don't let anything become more important than your search for God's wisdom. Mm. Amen to that. Yes. I highlighted verses um, 20 and 21. I walk in righteousness in paths of justice. Those who love me inherit wealth. I will fill their treasuries. And then verse 35. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Did you know this, Amy? In one in the note here for Proverb nine one in the Bible the number seven represents completeness, completeness and perfection. I've heard that before. I've heard that before, and I'm not sure why. Does it have to do with God? The seven days, right? Is that where probably it originates from? Okay, so anything else from eight one to nine twelve? No. Okay. So lastly, we have Proverbs 9, 13 through 18, and that's uh, titled, Folly Calls for a Hearing. Okay. Do you highlight anything there? On 9? 9, 9, 13 through 18. Yes, I have one. There is something hypnotic and intoxicating about wickedness. One sin leads to another. Sinful behavior seems more exciting than the Christian life. That is why many people put aside all thought of wisdom, wisdom's sumptuous banquet, in order to eat the stolen food of folly. Don't be deceived. Sin is dangerous. Before reaching for forbidden fruit, take a long look at what happens to those who eat it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I had as well. I had highlighted verse 18. But little do they know that the dead are there. Her guests are the depths of the grave. Oh. I don't know why. It, it's the ones that are just so extreme. I, I know. I, it's just an intense yeah. It really is. It's something. Uh, so, friend, that's all I had. Oh, Okay. Uh, anything else you wanted to go over for our reading? Um, I wanted to go over one more thing, but okay, yeah, yeah. So there's there is four mega themes in Proverbs. It's wisdom, the 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 explanation, wisdom, relationships, speech, work, and success. Oh, okay. Those are the 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 big themes of proverbs okay so i didn't know yeah no thank you for for telling us that yeah and it's neat because um usually in the bibles in most bibles if you look in the back it will it will give you a little bit more information about the each book right yes 
Yeah. Okay, was there anything else you wanted to No, that's it. All right, so let's give out some information. The email is basicbiblestudy19 at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy, and the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com, and you can find all of the podcast links there as well. Okay, so next time we're going to finish all this up. Uh, Proverbs 10, 1 through twenty two sixteen. Those are the Proverbs of Solomon. Proverbs twenty two seventeen through twenty four twenty two, the sayings of the wise, and Proverbs twenty four twenty three and twenty four, more sayings of the wise. Okay. So that, if I looked at that correctly, Amy. Yes. That should take us to the end of Solomon's Proverbs, and then next. Session, or session after that will go into song, the book of song. Okay. How's that there sound? There we go. Grand. Grand. It does. It sounds just delightful. All right. So if that is it, friend. Yeah. We, we hope everyone has a lovely, we'll probably, we won't be back before Thanksgiving. We won't, Chica? I, I don't think so. Fourteen. That's the water. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd be back, but apparently not. What's the date today? The fourth. Fourth. We might be back before. We might be. Yeah. Because this one is a shorter one. This yeah. is a shorter episode, and that's okay. Yeah. Wherever the Lord takes us with this, that's Amen. fine. Amen. Amen. So everyone, have have a blessed week. Yes. We'll catch you next time. Yes. Bye bye.